Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know, get out there and, 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 and be. But, um, and let's get this started, man. This is what, like, kind of like episode two of this Pistons trends, just kind of getting together. Going to do some content maybe two or three times out the week, maybe more if the Pistons actually are, are, are putting out. But um, Can I talk like this or do I have to go? <laughs> you should be able to talk like that. Yeah, right. we're, me and Terry are sharing a mic. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's a day. Yeah. Concerts. See, that's they true. Do. They do. That's true. They do. Like, I'm the guitarist. You're the lead singer. I got to right. get a little, you know, I got to get my vocals in at some point. Yes, sir. Man, y'all see, we over here with Jeff Iyer, Freddie, Mr. Everything, and the legend down there, uh, Mr. Terry Foster. Hey, look. Look, look, look. I do got a bone to pick real quick, just before we get into the Pistons of it all. This man really is a legend down here. He was nominated for the Michigan Sports Hall of Fame. Correct? That is correct. Did not make it, though. That's what I was going to get to. Y'all fail this man don't let that happen again when this opportunity comes up again i'm dead serious don't let don't let this happen again i felt like yo it was such, such an honor to see somebody who meant so much to my sports um especially when i went away from home uh to the east coast millennia foster was on religiously like i i told you guys this before uh i had wifey and and, and little man in the studio last week she vouched for it too man she validated it all Definitely. Don't let this down again. If you get the opportunity next time around, make sure you put in those votes. Uh, he deserves the flowers right now. We're going to continue to make sure he gets well, those. Well, Mickey Redmond won't be on the ballot next time. He won't be on there next time? Yes, he won it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. And that's, and we, we can we can understand that. Yeah. We can understand. But, um. Score 50 goals in the <laughs> we can we can understand it's it. Okay. <laughs> right. You see the humble legend down there, man. I, I appreciate it. I definitely Uncle do. Jordan can't win MVP every season. You know what I mean? So we'll not, just, not every season. Yeah, so you got to. Or Shaq, so you got to get. You got the D Mac of it all. Come on in here, man. Just say what up real quick. <laughs> you need to be up here. Trying to entertain. He is spitting knowledge. Stories with Uncle T. Foss. Yep. Yes, sir. Uncle T. We hope. We hope. Hey, let's rock. I love you, Sean. Hey, uh, bro, man. I love Darren McCarty, man. Dog, legends. I love Uber Sports, man. It's awesome. But, uh, Jeff, man. What do you want to talk about today? 
Well, the Pistons got the first, first road win yesterday, Uncle T. And one thing that stood out to me is they were without their top five, or at least three of their top five players. No Sadiq. I think he went back to Detroit to get ankle. Uh, his ankle worked on. No Cade. Mm-hmm. Uh, no Isaiah Stewart. And they faced a Nuggets team that before the game, I didn't even think they'd have their starters. Like I, I was reading reports. I didn't think uh, Murray or Jokic would be there. Mm-hmm. Everyone was there. They were on the road. And they played well. I think the biggest difference, though, and this is what I wanted to bring up, was the bench. The bench won them that game. I mean, the bench scored 53 points. Alec Burks had, you know, 17. I believe Kevin Knox had about 17 around that number, which Kevin Knox has been playing better. I got to give him credit because I, I, I was a little hard on him early in the season. Didn't want to see him in the rotation. But he's been playing better, so I got to give credit. But the bench to me all Rico year Hines, the conversation KD. has been how bad the Pistons bench is. And it still isn't that great. But again, mm-hmm. they haven't been 100% healthy, and it was nice to see Burks and, and Knox uh, play well. I mean, Burks in the fourth quarter was their best player with seven points. So um, I love what I've seen out of Burks. I think I hopefully and, and Bojan, Bojan, got, you know, he was he was playing well as well. Uh, the only thing that I didn't like with Bojan is down the stretch, just giving Bojan the ball and seeing everyone get out the way. Yeah, not a big fan of that. Uh, but overall, can't complain too much, Uncle T. They got the first win on the road, and, and they still have the worst record in basketball. But right. you look at the positives. And, you know, three out of your top five players are out. Still beat a really good Nuggets team. And mm-hmm. uh, if Troy Weaver, if you're listening, I would talk to Burks very soon because that's a man that I, I really want in Detroit uh, because a guy like that coming off your bench, he can play the one or the two. He can shoot the ball. He just knows how to score. So I'm all for Burks. But I was pleased last night. I really was. One thing that happens in the NBA, and I have no idea why it happens, is if you get key injuries – at least for the first few games, you get high energy production from the people who are left. And then it just disappears. Like, bam. Yeah. You don't know if it's going to be two games, three games, eight games. But at some point, you know, they're going to come back to earth. Yep. And, uh, you know, last night, you know, you're playing Denver, who's a high energy team, not going to play defense. So anything can happen. Yeah, yeah. Speaking, speaking of not playing defense, Jokic, um, he's not the greatest defender. And Bagley <laughs> last night played well. Got to give a credit. Uh, the only thing I didn't like, though, and I, I, I get why he's playing center. I'm not, he, Jeff, you know, injuries to Stewart, it's hard. Who are you going to start at the four? I get all that. All right, Bagley has to play center. For right now. And Uncle T, he's barbecue chicken in that paint. I mean, he really is. He, he's not a great rebounder. He's not a good post defender. He's out there playing the five, which he isn't a five. He's a true four. But it's tough when you're facing Aaron Gordon. I mean, you're facing a small lineup. I get it. You have to match that. But I just – I cannot wait till Isaiah Stewart comes back because I can't see Bagley. Up it's a decline in the level of, like, tenacity and physicality yeah. on the defensive end. No that just, and rebounding. That just seems to go away. He played good offensively. He was just watching him. Just yeah. watching him fly away. You know how many he had last night? How many guys think he had last night? What about you, T. Foss? How many? How many rebounds? Did you have more rebounds than Bagley last night? Uh, <laughs> I say he had three. Three, three. That what it was? That's what it was. Man, I, it was. I thought for some reason it was fourteen and seven. I, I went back to the box score, looked at it, and everything, and I was like, Did Bojan get three? a double double? Close to it. Nine rebounds. Killian nice. Hayes as well. Nine points. Nine assists. Uh, he looked good in the half court. Now he my, really did. my my eyesight might be failing me because I'm old, but I swear some of the Balls that were should have been rebounds went through his hands. <laughs> bro, whoever was behind him, and they just put it back up. Bro, bro, like, look, you're not getting a rebound. 
because I for everything that I love about Marvin Bagley and the pick and roll and what he brings mm-hmm. to this offense, Absolutely. on the defensive end and with rebound, if you're not getting a rebound, you can't let your guy score over you. You can't you can't let that possession be the one in which they get the second chance point. Bro, you can't Spud, you can't do that. Hey, Spud Webb would have got rebounds against him. He would have scored. <laughs> he would have got rebounds under him. <laughs> no, yeah, like, right. That yeah, I'm glad you brought that up yeah. because yeah, look, you already know Jeff and I. When we can make this work, what we're pissing podcast is going down. But it's in in our minds. They all kind of think the same. When I was looking at the game, that was just irking me because you've heard me on here talk a lot about the positive effect Marvin Bagley will and does have in the pick and roll game. But defensively and rebounding, it's just like, wow. You know, I want to just chalk it up to being a four-man, but there are four men in this league that go hard in those areas. Yeah. Especially with his build, man. Yeah. And I hate saying this word because I think it's, it is disrespectful, but Uncle T, you can check me if you want. I just think <laughs> I probably won't. I just, think, I just think it's – I think he's just – he's soft. Like, that, that's what it is. It, it, not saying he's soft is an insult, but compared to Duran or Stewart, Stewart's 6'9". Stewart six eight, maybe six nine. Undersized, though, man. Plays with that that mindset of I'm going to compete at a hundred ten percent rate, trying to get rebounds, defending in the paint. Mm-hmm. Bagley just doesn't seem like he gives any effort, or at least not much effort. And that's what I mean by soft. It just well, doesn't have I, that I tenacity. Think, I was thinking of another S word, sluggish. That's another one. I it's, think you can use. It's like yeah, feet are in quicksand. Now, yeah. we're going to do uh, an alley-oop. <laughs> we're going to do uh, me rolling to the rim on offense. He's like, bam. He's, it's yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Like, yeah. Get a bucket, he's he's great. Offensively, he's, but, he's but great. You, you know, if you don't want to put effort out on defense, you know, come on. Yeah. Why am I playing? There, there, yeah, there's some coaches just wouldn't even play him. I don't yeah. know how many points you score. Yeah, and, and I saw um, James Edwards of The Athletic. He tweeted this out after the game last night that um, – Casey said he sees Jalen Duran more as a starter than a bench player. Obviously, just like all you guys are thinking right now and probably doing, uh, the most common theme or meme I probably saw in that thread was the Obama one when he's like, like, then why is he not starting it? Right. Yeah, yeah, it's the same question that as soon as I told Jeff about it, like, hey, this is what Casey said last night. He was like, then why is he not starting? That was my response, man. Duran, you can see the impact Duran has too. Like it, it's you know Wrote it's about sad. It last night. You know your roster is lacking when everyone's clamoring for a 19-year-old to get in the lineup to make an impact defensively. Like it's gotten to that point. And I will even go back to game one when we were at the arena. Uh you were there, Sean was there, Troy was there, the whole clan, um, and other people from Pistons Twitter watching the game. You saw the impact Duran had when he leaves the court. You saw the impact that it, it had on the game. So mm-hmm. for Duran, man, he's He's a menace, and yeah. in my opinion, I think he should be starting, especially the time without Isaiah Stewart. If he's earned it, and he's been, you know, he's been pretty good at staying out of foul trouble. He gets fouls, but he's not getting them early. Yeah. So I think he's been doing a better job at that. Um, so yeah, Duran has a case to start, man. I mean, no question, especially with Isaiah Stewart out. I don't see why Bagley can't come off your bench and and provide that offense. But defensively, you need you need Duran in there because they're giving up thirty plus points in the first quarter consistently. Like you yep. need some some sort of presence. I know it's not all on Duran. I mean, it's a lot of guys that need to step up. Bojan's a part of that too. He's a liability on defense, but um, you need Duran to balance that out a little bit, in my opinion. You do because your guys that are liabilities, you know that they're going to be liabilities. Yeah. They didn't bring Bojan here for defense. his defense, and they Absolutely. knew Bagley. They wanted to see more. They wanted to see what he could give. These are the comments they they put out there when they first acquired him. Um, but everybody kind of knew what it was with Bagley defensively. 
But with Jalen Duran, if he is the guy that goes, if he is the guy that's earning that time, I know that the comments early on was that he was raw, he was athletic, he still potentially needs to learn the game. We stated we just need to see this man do the big man triage, pick and roll game, active defense, rebounding. And if you can keep him within that, if he's smart enough to keep himself within his strengths, that that would earn him the ability to start sooner, not just play, not just not take trips down to the G League, but actually start. And that's what I see out of Jalen Duran. It's getting to the point where I, I put whether he starts or not, the man just needs more minutes. Last night he was up like 10 minutes in the first half. Second half, it was 16 minutes he got. Yeah. So that definitely is a better trend. And I know his fouls. Let's debunk the myth for the people, Jeff. This man, what up, Spence out of Woodward Heavyweights? Let's let's put this in perspective. Jalen Duran only averages 2.2 fouls per game in 22 minutes. He deserves a little bit more time. His IQ is showing to be a little bit better. Now, he needs to get more polished. This is where things get a little tricky, and I don't think it needs to be anymore. I get it he's not as polished as offensively. I get it his moves aren't things you could depend on like Marvin Bagley's. But if you're going to go heavy offense with Bojan Bogdanovic in the first quarter, you got to have Jalen Duran's defense out there like you alluded to. You just have to. You an anchor some yeah. sort, man. Now, yeah. I wanted to ask T. Foss about this one here because <laughs> this is another thing that I think lends into what Jeff is saying about maybe this nature of soft or sluggishness versus how hard he's seeing guys like Isaiah Stewart and Jalen Duran going, uh, even in between plays. You know, um, did you see the play last night, T, when Jalen Duran got kind of tangled up with uh, Nikola Jokic underneath the basket? Jokic made the shot. Duran challenged really, really hard for it. And I saw Twitter lit up yeah, during that time, ball, too. Man. And his back arm, his left arm, just kind of mistakenly, I saw that. I think it mistakenly, right? Uh, pop, right. <laughs> pop Jokic in the mouth yeah, or in the sure nose. That was a mistake, bro. <laughs> he was barking at him, dog. Jokic was yelling at the refs, yelling at Duran. And bro, I, I said this on the podcast this morning. Usually, when guys know what they did or when they know, oh man, I hit the wrong guy, you see them crack that smile. They still won't give no credence to the guy barking at him, but they'll kind of crack that smile, and walk down the court like my bad type of thing. Duran made no face. Duran made no emotion. He went down the court and just played the next game as if the NBA's MVP was not sitting there yelling at him. I've seen previous teams when a LeBron is yelling really get diminutive. This team, without some of their best players, relied on rookies like Jay Ivey. He didn't score well, still had, what, five rebounds, six assists. Still, put, still tried to stuff the stat sheet and do things in other ways. He didn't expand the shot attempts beyond uh you know the 11 that he took so he's three of 11 you know what do you see in Jalen Duran, man as it relates to some of the previous teams you've covered some of the previous Pistons teams you've covered what do you see in him that might uh remind you of those teams well what I see is a mistake by Dwayne Casey uh Dwayne Casey most coaches that I've dealt with if a guy is, is putting forth effort mm -hmm. you got to reward him you got to reward Durham not just with minutes but I'm sure he wants to start. Yeah. You're both saying he deserves to start. And the fact that he's not tells me that Casey is still evaluating him. Mm -hmm. He doesn't believe his eyes yet because originally it was, okay, is he going to make the roster? And then we saw him in summer league. Mm -hmm. Well, is he for real? And so Casey, in my mind, is still looking at him like, okay, I'm trying to figure this dude out. Yeah. Does he really deserve these minutes? And Yeah, he does. Reward guys – work hard and, and um, he's never going to be the, the defender that the piss that I think the Pistons need they need a rim protector in the worst way at least 
a, a, a lane protector, a guy that's going to say, if you come in this lane, mm-hmm. you're going to think twice about yeah, it. You're gonna or, right. you know, you're not going to get bunnies and putbacks. This is need that guy who's an ass. You're not, you're not going to get offensive rebounds against me. And yeah. um, you're not going to get an easy shot against me. I'm, I'm so glad you brought that up, man. I, I ranted about that this morning. That I'm like tired of the and ones. I'm tired of the yeah. weak kind of reach in fouls. The kind of when somebody's going up with a putback, you just let them get the rebound over you. Now you're going to follow them on this putback and it looks soft. Like that type of stuff got to go. Like T Falls, correct me if I'm wrong. There was a time where this team just didn't allow it. Like they were coached. Bro, you look, if there's an and one, they got to literally earn that. Like, put them on the ground. You're not trying to hurt nobody. We're not advocating for bad or dirty play. But there's a level of physicality that is supposed to attend this game. If you say that you play in with Detroit, no matter what your team is, you know, we expect these guys to go out there and play with a level of physicality, a level of grit, a level of determination, heart, hustle, all the different keywords. But it looks very bad. It's glaring when you don't see them actually doing that. And I'm just yeah, saying, I, I said all the Pistons, really but some of these me. guys are – need to step up. really annoyed me was against the Boston Celtics. Jason Tatum uh, was driving toward – he didn't have the ball yet, but he was mm-hmm. moving toward the basket. Somebody passed him the ball outside the paint. And then my man goes through the paint. It's three Pistons in the paint, by the mm, way. Yeah. He does a reverse layup, and they look at him like, damn, this dude can play. <laughs> <laughs> Like but they they weren't. But I'm not going to do anything about it. Uh, this play took so long to develop. You had three people in the paint, mm-hmm. like they were like fans, like they had the best seat in the house. Yeah, is it? And that's I think that's also, and that's the question I want to ask Uncle T too. Because watching this team, you see, and I've talked to Neil about this, and, and Neil makes a great point too. Is with young young teams, offense comes first, right? Defense is something. It's more about being locked in. Uh, knowing what, where to be, the, the, like you said, effort. Yeah. What is a common theme? Because is, is this common for young teams like what the Pistons are dealing with now? I know they're terrible defensively, but has this been something, a common theme you've seen throughout your years just watching young teams? Is, is defense always comes last? Or have you seen the opposite? It, it comes I'm glad last, but I at least see some effort early. Yeah. No, you're right. Uh, this team, I don't see defensive effort. Mm. I mean, like I said, man, they're spectators. Like, damn, these dudes can really play. But I'm not going to do anything to stop them. And you think that's that's probably related to more coaching? I mean, that's yeah, I think, I think Dwayne Casey, he either has to – I think he might be too grandfatherly, like too nice with these dudes. I think at some point he's got like – Yeah, a little bit of a – more of a figurehead. Um, and, and I see – I sense that. You but know, you need that guy in the locker room too. It's like – Fellas, yeah, that's on their heads. What, what's happening here? You know, look at uh, this. This ain't gonna work. <laughs> I but agree with it, that. It's so young. Who's gonna do that? That's probably the that's probably the ebb and flow. Because you know who I see getting after them, Boyan. Boyan Bogdanovich got here and he was barking at Cade like within the first few games. I think, and I think guys that unsung heroes like Magruder and um, even maybe poor Joe's not as much. I think Corey seems like more yeah. of a nice guy, quiet guy. There's got to be some of those veterans that that step up. Nurns the well. Starts calling people out. Like, that's that, that, that's just how it is. Yeah. And I, I, I was told the guy that needs to do it is Isaiah Stewart. Like, mm. A little bit crazy. And that could be a good one. Too. Yeah. If he, I like that one. Sparking at you, like, okay, all right, cool. You might, you might knock the hell out of you. You saw LeBron. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, saw he, Blake. 
made yeah. he made he, LeBron hot. No, 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 no. LeBron, forget Blake. If you mess with LeBron, you are. I mean, you, you may be out the league. Mm-hmm. He wanted all that smoke. You, you know what? That's a good one there. That's a good one. When we're talking about things that these guys can do to improve individually and as a team, Isaiah Stewart becoming more vocal. I don't care about if you are the Cade of the team, the Ivy of the team, the future, the this, the that. If you know you can be that voice and you can back it up with your level of physicality. Draymond Green for the Warriors. Draymond Green for the Warriors. Man, that's that's a good one. You know, the skill set of Al Horford with that leadership quality of, of Draymond, when you speak, people are going to listen to you because they understand what you're bringing to the table. You know, and it's interesting. I talked about this earlier as well. Um, Isaiah Stewart, it, it was interesting when the battery of big men uh, that Casey was trying to fumble between or or, or manage um, with Bagley injured was Isaiah Stewart and Durant. They looked more physical in the paint. Since Stewart has gotten hurt, it's only seemed like they've been really active in the paint like that when Durant is in yeah, the game. now it's just one big. Yep, and I agree, you know, T-Foss, with the aspect of um, – what Casey is doing right now, I'm glad that he made mention of the differences between the team that he's coaching this year and the previous ones. I, I I may mention in a previous article, I don't know if he necessarily, not that he doesn't know how to coach, but does he know this situation? Is he still learning? We we look at some of these players and wonder if they're still learning, what, what are they going through? Does he know exactly what to do in a restoration, as they call it, of a situation? Because he was brought here to I, win I, now. I will tell you another Piston coach who did not trust young guys. Yeah. Chuck Daly. Mm. Now, you had, to, I mean, you had to show out for Chuck to play. Hmm. Uh, and even if you had, like, a nice game, he bench you the next game because he didn't trust it. He didn't, didn't trust young guys. And maybe that's where Casey is now. I feel um, you. you. Your old guys closed the game last night. It was Burks, Corey Joseph. You leave Jalen Duran out there. Yeah, Duran, but like you know, at the guard position, they had a lot. Yeah. Of, you know, they had Kojo and, and Alec Burks. So you're and right. Oyan. So to your point, veterans. He went with solid play and defense. Yeah. Solid, composed play on the offensive side and defense. That's what he. That's what he I went with. I didn't hate that decision about You had to close. Those guys are your best lineup. You had to win that game. There, yeah. You had to win that game. 2016. Since you've won in Denver, bro, talk about the curse of Chauncey Billups. <laughs> goodness yeah, no, gracious and then when they won that game it broke like some long streak or curse or something you know man oh man oh man i don't know what they did to really really upset those basketball guys but please never ever ever trade a chauncey Phillips away again like that and do nothing with the cap space and i think people that freak out about Dwayne too and i, I always compare and i talked to adam about this yesterday the, the biggest comparison i can bring up is is the red wings and what they did with Blashill because i remember mm. everyone here all the fans on the chat on, on all the shows fire Blashill, fire Blashill, fire Blashill. and why is an eiserman firing Blashill right now it's middle of the season and then you wait till the draft and, and Blashill's fired and everyone's happy everyone rejoices that's and again i have my own theory with Dwayne. i think he'll retire and become maybe a part of the organization or maybe he pursues other things whatever it is i think this is probably his last season and i'm just going out on a limb here i would be shocked if Dwayne was here next season um, just given where this team is, if you feel like next year they need to take that next step, you go get a, a former player. And I listen, my fantasy dream is Chauncey Billups, but mm. it's not happening. He's with Portland. Um, you know, I still got my eye on uh, on Stackhouse. Stackhouse would be a great one too. Like there's there's options out there. So for all everybody freaking out about Dwayne, just be patient, relax. Um, mm-hmm. You know, although at times he does frustrate me, like down the stretch, 
playing Bagley over Duran against the Kings pretty much lost in that game. Uh, but I think people just need to understand he learned from that it, he's, though. he's not sure. He did learn from it, to your to your point. But overall, it's just saying, well, after, based on this result, fire him. Like, why would you want to bring in a, a new coach 20 games into the season for a team that's so young and, and, and still has a lot of work to do? And he's proven to get results. He's proving to get results out of these young players. If they're in the restoration, kind of rebuild, foundational standpoint, Coach Casey might be the right guy for that. Yeah. Moving forward, though, is where it gets interesting. If this team has many, like a couple more years of development, that's where I say maybe get a guy who can resonate on that, you know, wherever they're at now. And I think a guy like Stackhouse, who is more connected with uh, college players, yeah. younger players, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, newer uh, offensive schemes and defensive schemes and such, might resonate more with a young team in the next step of their development. But if the team is moving into a position where, where say, Alec Burks gets extended, you got Boyan here, you have Bagley here, those guys are all on two-year deals, you get another one or two major pieces, now this team is actually ready to compete. That's the coach that Casey is. He was brought in to win now. His coach of the year and his uh, longevity in this league has come from his ability to win and what he did with the Raptors. You know, is he the guy or is it, or do you believe for this team to take that next step? And I ask you this too, T, uh, is it is it somebody else? You know, not that I believe he should be fired. I, I believe with your theory, I think that um, I, I see him one day um, getting a, a good front office position and continuing on in the role that he manages with this team. I think he's incredibly intelligent. I, I think there's a lot of things Wayne can still bring, but from a coaching perspective, I like to compare him to a Mark Jackson. You know, somebody mm. that, not saying, obviously, Dwayne Casey, much more accomplished with Toronto. If it wasn't for LeBron, he could, probably could have made a finals, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, but he's, the, the Pistons have to eventually get their Steve Kerr. They have to get their, um, their Taylor Jenkins for the Grizzlies. You have to get your coach that you want to ride with and you believe is the coach that's going to be there when you win a championship. Sean Payton always says this in the NFL, and I love this. When you look at your roster, and that's across all sports, NBA, NFL, NHL, look at your roster. Uh, it's kind of early for the Pistons, but when you get more guys, you look at it and say, who will be here when we're winning championships? Who will be here? And that also goes from a head coaching position. Will Dwayne be here when, we're, when we win a championship? Mm. That's what you have to ask yourself uh, because this developmental period is great. But that's going to end at some point. Now we're going to have to start winning some games. And if you think Dwayne can be that guy to take you to the promised land, then that's what Troy believes. Fine. Personally, there's 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 kind of like what the Celtics did, right? Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, those guys can't win together. And then you get a Doka and you're in the finals the first year. Like, get a good coach in place. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a, there's so do a time you, and a place. Do you see this? i tell you what. If you bring in Stackhouse, let me see if you young fellows can handle this. Yes, sir. First person he's going to work on is Kay Cunningham. And he's going to work on him saying – Hey, you a dog. Nobody can stop you. Mm -hmm. You need to take games over more than you do now. That was what Stackhouse would do. Because Stackhouse. Oh, goodness gracious. You're uh, preaching his right now. whole thing. He didn't think anybody could stop him. He could. But he, he, <laughs> but he was a bucket, was though. Mindset. Because there was, there of that mindset. There were certain players. Um, and I would talk to him before a game. And those certain players he knew couldn't stop him. He said, I'm lighting your boy up tonight. <laughs> My boy, I and mean, it'd be somebody. I'm like, okay, whatever. And when he said that, he had he had like 18 points in the first half. <laughs> I'm like, okay. But he has that mentality, and he loves point guards because he he didn't play point guard, but uh, you know, he, yeah, you want the rock he, in your hands. He had the rock in his hand, and that's who he's gonna work on. Now, what's subsequently? Everybody loves Kate. 
Kate's not going to be as nice. Yeah. Uh, if Stackhouse is the coach, because he's gonna, he's going to be in that mindset. I kind of want to see that. Arena. I'm going to fuck somebody up. Tonight. I, I want to see it. I like. I want that for Kate because I feel like he's. Yeah. We've he's, talked about it, bro. He's yeah, and I love this about Kate too. Is he has this composure. He's just always mellow. I mean, you see a little emotion. Methodical. But, you know, yeah. Methodical is the right way to say it. But to your point, uh, Uncle T, if you see Jerry Stackhouse calling him out, wanting to bring that dog out of him, because I've seen Ivy in his rookie year show that you know flexing, yelling, mm-hmm. showing emotion. I think Jerry Stackhouse would be a, a, a great. It's, it's third quarter K head coach, man. He interviewed for the Toronto job, and they took Nick Nurse over him after Dwayne was fired. So it's kind of all this kind of ties together. Um, yep. I still think Jerry would have been great in Toronto. I, I think Jerry's a great head coach, but we'll see. It was great to see the organization make a reconnection with them. When they introduced the Teal, to have him be able to be the one to unveil it. Yeah. I was like, you know, that was pretty cool. You know, I know so he's been here. Don't, don't be, don't be uh, shocked if he's a good coach. Yeah. I hope so. Yeah. I, I, that's the one that I lean towards. I really do. I can see this being a situation like the Celtics. You know how they move their head coach, obviously deservingly, into a front office position. I do believe Casey is right for this organization. I just think it's a situation where, as, as coach, like you're stating, like you stated as well, uh, T, to get to the next level, um, it may need some newer uh, philosophies. Yeah, I mean, the league moves fast, man. And he's the second oldest coach, I mean, behind Pop. So. It has yeah. nothing to do with Dwayne as a human. We love Dwayne. Yeah. Uh, I met him once. He's a great, great guy. He's a great teacher. He's, 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 he's just a good human being. But you have to separate that, and you know this best, Terry, between a good human being and what's happening actually in, on the court in basketball games. And if we're talking long term, I just I don't see Dwayne uh, being here. Realistically, like he's again, he's the second oldest coach. I think his time's running out. So He, he might be reaching that consultant mode. Yeah, right. Scotty, right. Scotty Bowman, the greatest coach in NHL, right, is not coaching. He's a consultant, right. And so, um, Greg Popovich, Popovich will be a consultant. Mm-hmm. Yep. So maybe that's his next stage. And then, I mean, look at the trend: the younger coaches, yep, former players too. That's what I was saying. Former, former players, players. yeah, going the route of uh, you know of college, getting their feet wet there. I, I love it, and I like the fact that Stackhouse looks like a coach his players respond to him like like he's a coach not like he's a former player he looks the part and i think that that's very important especially when you're talking about a guy stepping up into the nba uh to coach nba players yeah in vanderbilt um i, I was listening to you know stackhouse talk about this too the reason why vanderbilt called him because he went on all the smoke with matt barnes and, and uh, stephen jackson mm-hmm. which is great go check out the episode with jerry stackhouse because he went into a lot of things and they asked him about vanderbilt and what made him decide to go there? Vanderbilt reached out to him because they wanted him to be really at the forefront of player development. They believed that you hmm. know anyone who comes to Vanderbilt, Jerry can and, and take their game to a whole nother level. And again, if if this if that's one of his that. expertise, player development. If Jerry Stackhouse, that's his expertise, player development. Um, he's bringing new ideas, fresh ideas. The, the guys have a new voice. Like it's it's one thing to hear Dwayne for you know Dwayne the. Yeah, great human being, but you listen to Dwayne every year, and eventually you're just like, we need something new, man. And Jerry you, could be are that. You tired of the? Uh, well, you know, uh, we gotta, you know, defend. And uh, well, yeah, I, I used to be. You, you, I used to be frustrated with it, but yeah. at this point, I'm like, the only thing that frustrates me, Uncle T, is listening to him say Duran's a starter, uh, and, and, and he's not point, starting. He yet. Be starting. So and he's not starting. Again, I, K- Casey traditionally though, the, he has allowed trends to play into his hands. I've seen him allow trends to be like, 
Killian ain't working, and then Killian's on the bench. It's not like they leave these situations undone. And in his time here, I've noticed that they have I, – I don't believe this year – I believe this year is a year that they will know exactly what they're doing with Killian, Sadiq, and Isaiah Stewart, whereas previous regimes, they didn't really know. So I'm trying to figure out how best to judge them. Like, I, I agree with you all. I believe that in the future, there's a new voice that may be needed, potentially seeing Casey move into a front office role to continue within development. But if you're stating that Jerry Stackhouse's expertise is development, everyone here from Stanley Johnson to, to DeMar DeRozan to Kyle Laurie are saying this is Dwayne Casey's specialty as well. But I think that Jerry Stackhouse might be able to bring a little bit more with, like we said, and a little his, more cachet too. Yeah, his philosophies, cachet. his ideologies. How long has Casey been here? Five, yeah, four or five four years. Four or five years? Yeah. yeah. Um, he's reaching that point where maximum. Uh, players tune you out if you've been in an organization for seven years. Hmm. That's max. Mm -hmm. So if you tell Tommy he's been here five years, he's getting he's reaching that point, and he's not bringing that you know fresh voice, right? Fresh ideas, probably giving him the right ideas, but mm. you got to present it in a in a way that's going to get these guys motivated and ready to play. Shoot. Right, it's not about what you say; it's how you say it. Sometimes, like right. you, you can say the right things, but Jerry comes in and it's like you said, newer voice. You can kind of relate more to those guys. Like, you know, not saying Dwayne can't at all, but it's just different when Jerry Stackhouse is telling you what to do. You know, from from Dwayne, who again has spent what thirty years in the NBA, he's won a championship uh, as an assistant with the Dallas Mavericks. Like, he's he knows a ton about basketball. So, I'm not saying he doesn't bring value. But just Jerry and, and that cachet, like, like that one. You know, it's different. And plus, they it's saw him different. playing the league. Probably true. Some yeah, of the, exactly. Yeah, maybe they were yeah. kids, but they saw him playing the league. He would come in, especially with a certain air about him, especially with the way the organization. And he gets the city has, too. Like yeah. Dwayne didn't have that tie, those ties that he tried before. So with Jerry, it's like, listen, I get, I get what situation you guys are in. I get the city, and you know what? I get what they want. You don't think Jerry Sackles wanted to win here? I think he did. I think he wanted to win here. This gives him an opportunity to win here. Rewrite that narrative. To rewrite that yeah, narrative. That's, if I had to lean one way, uh, it would be him. Is there any coaches out there that catch you guys' eyes? Uh, the one I want to bring up, and I want to actually, this is a perfect question for you, Uncle T, because I've been talked to plenty of times about this, and people bring up Aime Adoka, and this is how I, I describe it. So Aime Adoka is a, is a fantastic head coach. He really is. You take a team in your first year of the NBA Finals, and then you get you know suspended. Doing that is a is a huge accomplishment, but how does it? Because you, you you cover teams, like you know how the, the PR works with this stuff. How is you saw the Brooklyn Nets hire Ime Adoka, and then a week later they they quit the process and they hired Jack Vaughn, their assistant. Like I don't know if the PR was too much or they legend. took a huge hit with with bringing in a guy who's currently suspended till the end of the year, um, but he is allowed to interview with other teams. The Celtics gave him that right. Do you? Would it make sense for the Pistons to pursue Amy Adoka? Or you think the, the backlash would just be too much? I, I, I think the backlash, first of all, won't won't last a long time. Mm, okay. What's the backlash over? He had sex with a woman in the organization. Winning cures all, right? Yeah, brother, that happens all the time. It doesn't <laughs> come out. I mean, you know, somebody's yeah. walking down the hall and say, you holler at him. And yeah. Next thing y'all, but... Uh, Okay. Yeah, I think that's the word there. Yep. Yeah. We got the next so show that's coming out. I, I would consider him, and here's something for you guys to chew on. I got to go. Would you uh, pursue a guy like Rick Mahorn, who 
wants Ooh. to be a head coach. He's been an assistant. Uh, he, he demands instant respect. He's a little bit older, but Rick now just yeah, so many He'll, stories, so much you, yeah. knowledge. Rick Mahorn in the locker room, people sit up straight. I'll tell you that. I think so with, with Rick Mahorn. Because he'll hit you. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you gotta check yourself. Rick Mahorn. Right. Like Uncle T. Listen, Boy, a big big DNA. Drop that one and run. I know. I, he dropped a little little nugget for us before he leaves. Uh, hey, big D energy, uh, eleven to one. Woolworth Sports. Go check that out. Yes, you'll you'll see Uncle words, T on brother? there. Good luck, Uncle T. Yes, sir. Any last words, Mister I Freddy? I like the conversation we had today. I think the comment, or at least the question, I'll throw out to the people is thoughts on Dwayne's future um, and, and really coaches you'd like to see interviewed when that time comes. Now we're not saying Dwayne's going to be fired. You can at least say there is times coming to an end, whether he retires or he, right. you know, becomes a consultant, whatever. So that's the question I have you people, man. Who's who's some uh, candidates you're hoping the Pistons interview at least? I think we can safely say me and yours is probably going to be Jerry Stackhouse. That's yeah, probably number I, one. I'm with you there. I want that one, man. Um, yeah, look, I like Jerome Allen too. I think he deserves some respect. He's been on that coaching staff. Yeah. He's with Brad Stevens on the Celtics. Maybe he gets a look, but from a former player, you man. Cost, with man. with like <laughs> honestly like with, with the lions hiring dan campbell they wanted a guy who has ties to the city ties to the team i i kind of like that you know so i i would like jerry because he gets it he really does that's why i wanted chauncey so bad he's gone now damn it but you think he's stuck over there this is my fear the the pistons will find their head coach and then stuff will go wrong in Portland, and, and Chauncey will be fired, and we already have a head coach. And you're kind of in this predicament of, damn it, I want Chauncey. But maybe Jerry Stackhouse is an excellent coach, so I don't want to speak too far. I mean, that's or it's too much in the future. Jerry Stackhouse is what comes before the Chauncey Billups era. Oh, we've taken steps now. Just just yeah, like. We're taking steps. Okay, you know like what? I like They it. went from the Jerry Stackhouse till era to the going-to-work Pistons with Chauncey Billups. Maybe, maybe, that's the, maybe that's the route. Who knows? Maybe because, you know, when Chauncey Billups first hit the league, we knew he was going to be a good coach. Yeah. But it, yeah. it takes that adjustment, period. Uh, Jerry Stackhouse, to me, I think with the route he's taking in college ball, it's going to be less of an adjustment, period. But you still got to learn the NBA defenses. There are certain coaches who, when they want to lock a team down and impose their will, they absolutely know how to game plan that. Right. Uh, whether your talent is there on the court or not, whether right. you have all your roster or not. And so I want to see Jerry Stackhouse um, be able to – I'm going to be watching keenly this year at Vanderbilt, and I want to see what he brings to the table as it relates to game planning. Development, yeah, we're going to look at his players throughout the year. I'm glad to know that that's what people see him as. Yeah. Um, but I am. I'm I'm excited to see whatever this, this Pistons team decides moving forward. Obviously, Casey can't be there forever. Yeah, and, uh, and that's what we're Stanhouse saying. is the guy, man. But definitely, as Jeff asks, let us know who you guys are feeling, man. Any coaches out there? Uh, as well as lineups, what yeah. starting lineup? I wanted to ask you, when everybody is healthy, what starting lineup do you believe they should run? I'll do uh, Cade, Ivy. It sucks because you want Sadiq and Bojan to fit, but it's just you might have to lean. It, to me, it's either you start Livers and Bojan or you start or you start Bay and, and Livers and you have Bojan off the bench. But Bojan's been so – he's been so productive. I'll say uh, – Maybe I like Bay off the bench. I don't mind that. I think it gives him a lot more freedom. Uh, and Achillean plays with more, you know, better players, and it gives him more freedom because he, when he's playing next to Bojan, it just it takes his opportunities away. And I don't think Sadiq can really hit his full potential. No any rhythm with yeah, exactly. So I want to go out on a limb here. I'll say uh, Cade, Ivy, Livers, Bojan, and uh, and Duran. 
like that one. Yeah. I went a little bit bigger with the lineup. It, and this depends on if uh, Isaiah Stewart can be stretched, stretched too. So I went Cade, Ivy. I'm still mulling between Bam and Boyan. Obviously, I know that Boyan is instant offense, but that's why I believe, hey, you can bring him off the bench. Oh, he was off the bench, man. He'd yeah, be in just buckets. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. And let Bay see what you're getting from Bay. And if he just doesn't have it, then you know, yo, I'm in the lineup. But yeah, Cade, Ivy, for right now, sheesh. It's tough. Well, I'm, I'm going to say bogey, but then I'm going to go Stu and Duran in the paint. Oh, you want four and five? Okay. Yeah. I wouldn't be mad at that. Yeah. Yep. If you want to do. Uh, Cade, Ivy, Bojan, Stu, and, and Duran. I'm okay with that too, man. Yep. That's a because that's nasty front court, man. Yeah, and I believe as good as Marvin Bagley is in the pick and roll game, if Cade can be that guy that is getting it, going after himself, if Ivy can develop, I can get it going after myself, going after it myself. I don't have to rely on if the pick and roll is perfect. Then I would rather see Bagley with that second unit being able to open up things better right. for Killian Hayes, uh, playing a point guard of that second unit for Sadiq Bay and things of that nature. Imagine your, your bench too. Opens up. Your bench, Bagley, Killian, with Sadiq Bay, or with yeah, 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 Burks, Knox. I mean, it's the future's bright with the Pistons, man. No question. Yep. No question. Yep. They just gotta. It's navigating those deep waters, those troubled waters now, man. It's like you know, sink or swim. Yeah, that's what it is. Why? I think that's a show, man. Hey, look, this is your Pistons trends for what we're sports and for what we're Pistons. Jeff I, Freddy, Mr. Everything, the legendary Foster. Uncle T. I'm Detroit Kool-Aid. Till next time, you all. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.